I've said from the very beginning that I can only see disability bodybuilding going one way, um, and th- and that's to the very top. Hi everyone. Okay, so welcome to another episode of the Disability Bodybuilding Podcast. Uh, and as I alluded to a few weeks ago, um, really excited about this um, this episode because um, this is our very first um, interview and our very first guest. And I knew I always wanted uh, my first guest to be uh, my good friend Josh Goodfellow. Um, who I've known for for a number of years, and Josh has done so much, um, uh, so many uh, sporting accolades, and and so much for disability bodybuilding. So I can't think of anyone more perfect to start uh, as our first guest here. So um, w- welcome to uh, the podcast, Josh. Hi, Matt. Thank you. It's uh, it's an honour, mate. Really is. Great. And how are you, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad with the uh, with the last eighteen months that we've all had. It's uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, but no, happy and healthy. That's the main thing. Good, 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 good. Um, so, I mean, in terms of a format, there's 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 no particular um, uh, there's no particular kind of you know, kind of structural standard which I was gonna gonna put across to any of these interviews. But I've just yeah, we've just got a. I think we've just got a lot to cover, and if we end up splitting the, these into episode formats, I don't know. But um, yeah, as a kind of a start at the ten, I was you, you've done so much, um, uh, uh, and we met through uh, doing bodybuilding. Uh, yes. But that's that's only a um, a section, a portion of, of of what you've done in 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 sport, and you know whether it's athletics or rugby you know you've done a huge amount and and uh, and i thank you first off but for all that you've done um i mean where did it start for you in in terms of sport and and also i mean in terms of um if you, you know, don't mind in, in terms of uh, how um how it helps with, with, with your disability or uh, yeah I mean, you, you go for it mate in terms of um kind of your starting base there I think I think for me when <clears throat> when I was at school, um, you know, it was a it was a, a difficult time in terms of you know uh, a little bit of bullying and a little bit of ridicule. Um, not saying it's okay, but almost as you'd expect, being somebody who's a little bit different, um, having a disability, um, and I had a you know a hard time with it. Um, and I always felt that I needed and wanted something outside of that school environment to be able to channel my energy, uh, channel my frustrations. Um, so originally I wanted to uh, play football, you know, like Sunday league and whatever. Mm. Um, my brother was, you know, six or seven. Um, and our parents took us to some local teams. Um, and... Yeah, I basically couldn't get in a team. I think a lot of teams at the time, it was very unheard of to have somebody with a disability playing mainstream football. So it was kind of, well, yeah, you can come and train, but we can't promise that, you know, he'll be able to play or anything like that. And at the time it was disappointing, but, you know, looking back now, in terms of insurance and paperwork, I imagine it would have been a nightmare um, because they'd have just panicked that, you know, I might get hurt or injured. And then before you know it, 
um, all manner of different logistical things would come up. So uh, football was out the window very, very quickly. Mm. Um, so I, I decided... can relate to that. There, there, there was open like, when I was growing up. Yeah, back, but it was almost almost a fear of putting putting myself into a team because yeah. potentially we we yeah we we, we might you, you might get hurt and yeah yeah I most can definitely. relate to that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't my fear and it wasn't my parents' fear. I think it was the fear of the, you know, the football teams, the football clubs, the local leagues and whatever. Mm. But they thought if I did get hurt, the first thing we'd do is file a lawsuit and next thing you know, we'd be suing every Tom, Dick and Harry. Um, But at the end of the day, at at 12, 13 years old, I was a kid that just wanted to play sport. And because I was a football fan, it just seemed like the first and most natural uh, thing to do. Mm. Yeah. and then after that, I, you know, I was always, I wouldn't say a good runner, but I always enjoyed running. So we found a local athletics club, um, started running, um, and within probably a month or two of going, um, the coaches at the time, they, they'd worked with um, the Paralympics GB team at, I think it was the Atlanta Games in '96. Um, so they'd already had experience working with athletes with disability, disabilities. And very early on, they sort of said, look, you know, you might be quite good at this. Um, so, yeah, it just went from there, really, and snowballed. Um, and then throughout my teenage years, that, that was my life. You know, every every weekend, travelling up and down the country to, to race meets and training camps. And, yeah, it, it was all a very um, <laughs> abnormal sort of teenage period, if that makes sense. In terms of like the, the amount of meets that you went to or, 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 or the, 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 the kind of the, the lengths of, you know, the, the miles you had to go to, you know, up and down the country in terms of like, yeah, well, the dedication to, to, to that? Because I'm, I'm from a very small market town on the East Coast um, called Boston, um, not too far from Skegness. I'm sure most people know what Skeg and, and where Skeg is. But, uh, yeah, I, I originally, again, when I first started, I was, I was uh, training and competing um, with the, the, you know, the, the Boston Athletics Club. And at the time, there was only a couple of people, um, including myself, that, that had disabilities. So we were, we were training and competing as mainstream um, athletes. And obviously living in a small town on the East Coast, it, mm. it meant that you had to travel a long, long way every weekend to various meets. Um, you know, we'd be going to Liverpool, Sheffield, Nottingham, Newcastle, um, uh, you know, just, just to race and just to run. Um, so, yeah, what, a lot of my friends were, you know, socialising at the weekends, going to the cinema, whatever. You know, my life was spent at the back of coaches and, and uh, going to all these different tracks just to just to race and just to run, but uh, no, I loved it, really did love it. So, and that's that. I did, did that kind of uh, ignite the spark of of you know uh, of you know, pursuing the, the different sports? Did you did you think it was it, 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 there was opportunities to? to forge a career or, or, or certainly you know, look, look to international competitions at that point? Yeah, I think uh, early doors, I was I was tipped by various people that I was going to get to, you know, London 2012 and Paralympic Games and things like that. And 
as a as a kid at 14 15 i was already winning national junior 100 and 200 meter sprint titles so um i i'll admit now looking back i was probably uh, very arrogant and i needed somebody there in the background just to bring me down a peg or two because i literally as soon as i was told that you know i had the opportunity to make it mm. that that was it i i thought i'd not already made it but i thought that was the path that i was destined for um and again at the time you know all these things that are so crucial with high level elite sport now you know like training diet nutrition recovery mm. these were things that that weren't even uh, discussed or pursued it was literally i would train five six days a week i would train really hard but then there was no focus on recovery or you know, what I should and shouldn't be eating and the lifestyle that I would lead. You know, I wasn't one of these that was out partying, but I certainly wasn't watching what I was putting um, on my plate to, to, to make sure that I was th- the best athlete that I could be. Um, and then I kind of got to 17 and it was a crossroads between uh, do I pursue uh, what had been up to then a, a, an amateur athletics career that was all self-funded on the possibility that I might make it or do I go to work Mm. and uh, I decided the the second option go to work because at the time then I was traveling every Monday uh, after college I was traveling every Monday over to Birmingham um, to to train with Birchfield Harriers Athletics Club Um, and I mean if you rewind eight or nine years, um, disability sport certainly wasn't what it is now. Um, there was a lot less pathways for funding and it was a lot more difficult to, um, to make it. You literally had to be in the top five in the world uh, at your chosen discipline and chosen sport to be considered for lottery funding because it was a lot less available um than than it perhaps is now so yeah i I made my choice and you know i I stick by it um but being in the environment that i'm in now it's kind of if i knew then what i know now things might have been different but i'm not one to to dwell on the past too much i had some great times and you know um some wonderful achievements and and yeah no regrets yeah, tell me about because I mean, it was records, but yeah, it was awards. I mean, you, you, you achieved um, a huge amount within that, um, uh, yeah, within those uh, those practices and and that actual sport. And, and um, you know, I, I, when I was reading about uh, um, on your website, the achievement, it's like, but that you can tell me that that really set that that, that tone of of, of of oh, obviously there's a lot of more information available these days and you know a lot more different pathways to to to, to achieve that but you, yeah. you you achieve some some fantastic feats with with, you know, with, uh, with athletics yeah yeah i mean i was um i was i think nine time um national medalist you know at the national championships um, I was twice um, junior national record holder for the 200 metres. Um, 
you know, like I said, great, great times and great experiences. But um, it, I think the the senior level and the senior times that people were running were just just one step too far at the time. Um, but you know, proudly, I was, you know, I was in the top 15 fastest in the world at, at one stage for the 100 and 200 meter sprint. I was UK mm. num- UK number one consistently for, for a number of years. So yeah, I got to a decent level, but, uh, but yeah, that, that senior level and that Paralympic games and, and major championships always eluded me. But uh, yeah. Do, do, do you feel there's a, uh, that there's a lot, lot more information about, um, about funding, or, or certainly a lot, lot more. Uh, I think since since twenty twelve, um, you know, there's been a there's been a lot of uh, more opportunity. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'll be completely honest. I, you know, I'm I'm probably the biggest advocate of of equality, inclusion, and diversity that you'll ever meet, and you know, disability sport in general, but. Uh, from my point of view, when I closed the door on athletics, uh, I, I spent a number of years uh, thinking what might have been. So uh, for me to com- comment on it now wouldn't be fair because as soon as I closed that chapter, um, I, I kind of closed it and I, I, I don't keep up with you know the funding pathways and the, the, the athletes and, and, and everything that goes with it nowadays because it always kind of left a bit of a sore spot. Like I say, I've got no regrets, but when I closed that door, I closed it tentatively and, and it'll always be a, a sore point of contention for me when when I think about what might have been. But then at the same time, you know, looking back, I've only got my, my sort of self to blame for that. Um, you know, in terms of work ethic and, and training, you know, you know I, I could never be matched and never be beaten. But it was all the other things, you know, diet, lifestyle, um, that, that that just fell short. So, yeah, I'm not too sure what what the situation is with para sports now. But but yeah, I, I can only see London 2012 and you know the um, uh, the increased coverage of of disability sport and para sport in general only being a good thing for the athletes, most definitely. Yeah. And I must say, not 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 just in. Athletics, but I think it, 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 it's elevated. Um, it, I think it's elevated the, uh, the certainly the, the need for more opportunities, if, if, if anything. Um, and uh, so, if you can hear any particular, uh, I think it's a, right in the middle of a thunderstorm now in Bristol. But I think it's certainly um, it, 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 it's it's elevated the. Uh, the awareness of the need for more opportunities. Yeah, um, yeah, most definitely. So, but I mean, I, 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 so moving on. I mean, we've, um, we, we've, I mean, there's, there's, there's many different cycles, um, and if if that door closed, there, there was a certainly another one there that you, um, you, you smashed down in terms of, uh, of bodybuilding and and representation there and 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 not just not not if I'm if I'm right in saying not just um, within a disability category either. Yeah. So uh, when I was at the crossroads with athletics, my you know my option to go and work was to work at a local gym um, as a as a gym instructor and. As everyone does, and I'm, I'm sure most people listening to this can comment, as soon as you get in the gym and start lifting a few weights, 
you know, and start making progress. The next thing is, right, what do I do now? And 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 my thing was after about eighteen months of of being in the gym, and you know, I was always a, a skinny kid. You know, I stand at six foot, and when I was sort of seventeen, I was maybe. I don't know, 10 and a half, 11 stone, not not an ounce of fat on me. So when I transitioned into the gym and started building a bit of muscle on my frame, it was kind of like, oh, this is, you know, this is new, this is good. Mm. And I started, um, this was probably 20, late 2014, maybe. I started exploring the possibilities of, of bodybuilding. And the first thing I did, obviously having cerebral palsy, was Google disability bodybuilding UK and and I found that there wasn't that much upon my initial sort of Google search so Mm. um, at the time I decided to enter a a mainstream bodybuilding competition which was the MPA Yorkshire Uh, MPA is the Natural uh, Physique Association so it's drug tested and you know polygraph tested so all natural athletes and I thought yeah why not you know because I it didn't deter me too much because when I was an athlete, I spent many, many, many a race um, competing against mainstream competitors. So the idea of not competing with people with disabilities didn't really phase me too much because I'd been there and done that. Mm. Whereas I imagine, you know, for, for, for some people, it might be quite a daunting thing. Whereas for me, it, it was the norm. I took it in my stride. Um, and then... Upon doing that show, I then um, learned that there was one show in the UK run by uh, Wabba uh, and Scott Horton um, called the Hercules Olympia. And for many, many a year, they had a class called the Invictus class, which was disability of bodybuilding. And when I saw the photos of the competitors, I thought, yeah, this, this looks like something that could be really, really special. Yeah. Um, so from there, I just took it upon myself to uh, to try and do everything I could to, to, to help develop the sport. And uh, in 2015, I did 11 shows in six months. Um, 11 in six months? Yeah, 11 in six months. Um, just to try and, you know, raise awareness and, and spread awareness of, you know, disability bodybuilding and disability uh, competitors. You know, because a lot of these people at, at shows have probably never seen somebody with a disability step up on stage before. So even though it was absolutely torturing, um, you know, health wise and, and, you know, on my body and, and on my mental health, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good experience because it really showed people, you know, what, what the sport was all about. And uh, it's just snowballed from there, really. Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible in terms of the, but I just not only just to, you, you know, from from a competing perspective, you know, to to keep your body in that condition for that sustained amount of period, uh, yeah. and, and to go around and to, um, to to do these competitions, and and then to, um, kind of put that, um, on your shoulders and and go with it and say, look, you know, this, this, this needs to change. This, you know, we need to have these opportunities and, yeah, um. But, but it's, it's incredible and it is it is it is it is a special thing when you get up on stage isn't it in terms of being able to 
showcase what can be done and and, and proven to yourself, but then but then to um to, to the sport in general. Yeah, most definitely. And I mean when when I when I set about, you know, trying to help raise awareness and, and, and trying to carry on the the great work of the people before me, um, in terms of promoting um equality and diversity and promoting the sport, it was very much a case of you know, let let's see where this can go. Let's let's run with this. And I I will never. I'm not the sort of person that would ever sit here and say I was the person that that helped develop disability bodybuilding. That's not the case at all. You know, there, there were people before me that that had the idea and introduced it to the UK and around the world. I was just one person who thought, you know what, I'm going to try and help develop this and and see how far we can take it. But like you said, Matt, the, the feeling you get when you're on stage, even if you stood there on your own, the awe and admiration that the crowd has for you and, and everybody there and everyone involved has for you, it, it can't be matched. Yeah. I mean, it's... Do you, do you ever, I mean, it's, um, I, I think there's an appreciation perhaps of, of, of different um, different obstacles very different obstacles to to to, to some of the athletes um, who would be up there. Um, but I always feel that you know you, you, you get up there having d- just just done your absolute best um, in, yeah. as an individual, um, and you, know, you have your own your own obstacles um, that you need to get around at the gym and and you know to, to, to you know, physically, emotionally, and mentally. Um, but yeah, in terms of uh, that that. Just that appreciation, I think, of, of, of when we're speaking with you and when you're up on stage. Do you, do you, do you feel that in terms of there's an appreciation of, of, of the different obstacles that, that, that you face with that? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I've, I've had, and, and you're probably the same when, when you've competed, I've had complete strangers come up to me when I've come off stage and, you know, tell me how inspiring it is and, you know, how brilliant it is and, it, you know, it's wonderful. And I still maintain, I mean, I've been... As a spectator and a competitor, I've probably been to 30-plus bodybuilding shows. Um, and I still maintain that the, the disability bodybuilding class is the one that gets the biggest, um, you know, round of applause, the biggest cheers. And, and the the um, knock-on effect afterwards is brilliant. You know, seeing people on social media posting pictures and videos. And to me, that's exactly what disability bodybuilding is about. Because, yes, we're bodybuilders who have disabilities, but I always set out to inspire anyone and everyone, that whether they've got a disability or not. If, if somebody who's completely able-bodied watches you or me at a show and goes away and makes a positive change in their life, whether it's physical, mental or whatever, mm. I, I see that as job done. Because it, it it's not exclusive to people with disabilities. I I'm up for, you know, uh, inspiring anyone who who mm. feels inspired by watching what we do. Yeah, yeah, no, completely, completely agree on it. It's it's it it, it is um, it is bloody difficult, and it's it um, is bloody difficult. You've yeah, got that right. <laughs> but, but but I almost feel. Uh, I mean, when 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 you're at a show me, um, but. You, there's that there's that bond with with every single athlete there 
yeah. regardless of the category, yeah, the, the, the girls, the boys uh, who, who were there, um, yeah, or, or at the Masters, yeah, everyone mm. backstage, everyone, a competitor, there's that bond of, like, I know what you've gone through. Yeah. Or, or, or at least, you know, some element of, I know what you've gone through with, with, with this, with this prep. And, and I, I love that. And I, I love, I, I love the, I love the, the, I love the fact that there is, a, the, there is opportunities for, for disability bodybuilding, but I also love the fact that there, there's that equality there of, of an equal platform that everyone's there. And it's the same when we're in a gym where, where everyone's yeah. there to better themselves individually yeah, and to make definitely. themselves, you know, I just to have those different improvements. And I think that's, but that's testament to be able to have the opportunities, which you've been a huge part of, um, to, to, to have those the, the, the disability category there um, in, in a number of federations now. Yeah, most definitely. And I, I remember talking to you at the, I think, was it the 2014 or 2015 Body Power Expo? Mm. Uh, and back then you were, you know, you were all for the sport, but you'd, you'd not got involved quite yet. And, and the words that I said to you were, just go for it. Because yeah. you'll never... Just you'll do a ne- show. Just, just <laughs> literally do a show. Because you once you do one, you 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 won't stop there, because uh, y- yes, it is difficult and yes, it is demanding, especially when you factor in the conditions that we both have and and all the competitors have. But the the feeling that you, you get when you step under the spotlights and uh, you know the crowd are going wild, um, it, you know it can't be matched. Yeah, I uh, and it's. Uh, and I, yeah, I do remember, and I will say this on record now: I, I credit you um, um, as the catalyst for, for me to to look at the sport. I did that very Google search that you did about disability bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I must have seen one of your shows on social media and googled it, and I was like, and there you are. I was like, wow, I've got to get in touch with this guy because that that's awesome. And you know, I, I I've said this to you many times privately and, and publicly in, in different shows. I'll say it on this podcast now: thank you, Josh Goodfellow, for for everything you've done. Because you know you've you've really helped so many, um, and and not not just you know it, 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 you know in preparation for shows, but you know just putting down this this opportunity and putting putting you know disability bodybuilding on the map, and it will remain there for for, for hopefully forever, but for you know, for for foreseeable future because of that work that you've done. I I, I really do appreciate that, mate. From the bottom of my heart, it it, it means a lot. But you know, I'll reiterate: I, I am not Mister Disability Bodybuilding. I, I, I played a hand in developing it. Don't get me wrong, but I just saw something like yourself one day. I just saw something on the internet and thought, Do you know what, this can go somewhere. And and you know, through through a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of a lot of emails, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it is where it is today. And don't get me wrong; that the, there's been times where. Um, you know, there's been knockbacks and there's there's been frustrations and there's been um, all manner of different things. But I'm just pleased that, you know, there's a solid platform and foundation now for um, bodybuilders who have disabilities. And, and, you know, I'm just pleased that the federations that are involved now and, and have been involved, um, let's not forget, you know, there's certain shows, certain people and certain federations now that are no longer involved with the sport. But without them in the early days, there might not be a sport. You know, 
um, without me seeing, for example, the Hercules Olympia mm. back in 2014, I might have given it no more thought, done one mainstream show and thought, right, that's enough for me and, and just carried on. If, if it wasn't for seeing that and being inspired like you were when you saw me, mm. um, you know, we might not even be doing this podcast now. The, yeah. there, might, the, there might not have been a disability bodybuilding. So, yeah, let's, let's not forget the people that are still here now supporting the sport. But I think it's really important to pay homage to, to the people that have supported it in one way or another, you know, through the years. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's... It, you know, it, it's it's been a, a a number of years work with with a, a lot of individuals and and you know come together and and to you know to, to you know, I use the phrase you know, breaking barriers, but that's what it was. It was it was it was you know knocking on the doors and saying look you know this 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 is an opportunity here and and you know can can, can we do this and and having that support um, there you know it you know it takes one promoter one. Um, one division, uh, uh, and then suddenly, you know, it, it becomes, it almost there is a demand there to, to, to make sure that it is part of the show. And you know, now I look at most of the federations, and um, and I look and think, well, okay, if, if they haven't got a disability um, division, I, I'm 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 not asking why. And and you yeah. know, and I think that that's helped a lot over the last few years, and and in terms of. Um, you know equality and, and and helping with a number of different categories um and having access you know, the access to that but i think that's that you're spot on in terms of you know um you know it, it you know for, for the guys um and the girls that have, have, have kind of been there before and put that out there it's um you know we there's a lot of gratitude there certainly yeah yeah um, most definitely and and i i'll be the first to say on record that that for any federation or any person, you know that 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 is no longer involved with disability bodybuilding, there's there's no sour grapes and there's no hard feelings because I know firsthand the um, financial implications and the logistical implications of hosting a class, not not you know just a class, not just a disability bodybuilding class. Um, so. When I competed in 2015 with the MPA that mm. was there, after I did the MPA Yorkshire mainstream, they kindly, Michael Phillips and, and the team there, they put a, a disability bodybuilding class on the show card. Um, and I was the only competitor at the uh, Southeast qualifier. And I was the only competitor at the British finals. So that's two classes that they've had to... Uh, accommodate for on the show card that's that's two lots of trophies two lots of sponsorships that they've had to find and mm. I was the only competitor um, in 2016 it was slightly different because it was me and, and Jake Somerset who also has CP um, but but unfortunately um, there just wasn't the demand at the time um, and the MPA at, at the moment as things stand uh, no longer host the disability class, but like I say, no sour grapes at all. You know, they they were kind enough to introduce it in the first place, um, and with the the financial and the uh, logistical implications in place, um, you know, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is, and and hopefully, um, it'll it'll come back one day. But uh, 
but yeah, it's important to to remember the people and the federations that that no longer support the sport or, or host the sport, but you know they were there uh, in some capacity in the in the early days. Yeah, yeah, and it's and we've um, yeah we, we, we've the yeah it's it's a mixture, isn't it, of, of um, being able to put put on a category, but then. Um, you know, being able to grow it and get the awareness out. And I know, you know, there, there is that balancing act of okay, so yeah, we we've got to have the awareness out there and and the categories to compete. But then we've got to try and grow a competitive base. And I think that there's that there's that awareness piece. And we yeah, we've been pushing uh, for for you know for, for awareness of um, you know, to try and get more people on the sport and being really open to you know get, getting more into the categories. Um, yeah. And I know there's been different arguments about splitting the categories down, um, male or female, or different um, kind of different types of disability. But as it is at the moment, generally with with a mixed disability, um, I'm really thankful for, to, for for the opportunity of a disability category. Yeah, in um, in, I, I in, it, in any capacity, it doesn't matter. Just just having that platform, like you say, just having that opportunity to get on stage, doesn't matter whether it's mixed. It doesn't matter whether you know, there's wheelchair bodybuilders, amputees, uh, people with CP. It, it literally doesn't matter. It's just nice to have that opportunity um, to to get on stage and showcase what we do, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely. I mean, it's um, um, and I know we've we've um, we've crossed paths on stage as well. And I know that um, I've been really really keen to um, share some stories. Um, uh, briefly of of um a couple of times i think i was gonna say a couple of times we met on stage um but we've we've we supported each other so much in the last few years and uh, in terms of where but there mm. was one one i know oh, i think there's been a, a couple of times but it was one in particular which was always um um I, I remember very fondly is the um the pca uh british championships i believe in 2018 uh, yes, Birmingham, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, that, it was. That, yeah, that, that was a that was a cracking weekend. That one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. I think, if I remember rightly, was was there six of us or seven of us on stage? I think there was. Yeah, I think there was. Yeah. six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, um, um, male and female, all varying disabilities, but um, yeah, that that was a classic example of it doesn't matter whether the subcategories and it doesn't matter whether it's split into male and female. It's just six or seven athletes all with disabilities trying to be the best they can be you know um and, and showcasing what we can do uh, and what we're capable of um and the camaraderie that weekend i, I know exactly what you mean it, it was just brilliant wasn't it yeah yeah and i find that generally you know when um i was thinking within the disability category was that you know we've we we've got that 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 bond there. Um, but, but I remember that week. I mean, I think we we ended up going for steak and beer afterwards. Yeah, and, we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, if I remember, I think it was it was a long weekend. I think unusually we the the disability category usually goes on first, but I think we were last on the first day, so it was a long day. Yeah, I think, we I think... were pretty knackered by was it by the end of it, but it was still pretty special, wasn't it? I think if we, if I remember rightly, I think we had to get there for half nine check-in or, or 10 o'clock check-in and yeah. athlete, athletes meeting. And I think it was something like, was it half four or five o'clock in the evening that, that we went on stage? 
Yeah, I thought well, it, might, it might have been later than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could have been. Because I mean, yeah, it was it was it was definitely like you know early evening, early late afternoon. But I mean, it, and I understood where we were on 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 the um on the day, so to speak. Yeah. But um, I don't know whether that added to it by the time we got off stage and we you know we we got the results. But it was um, yeah. I mean, it was certainly I I, I think you know not only just the, the camaraderie as you say, but I think you know and I've still got that as my as kind of my header on some social medias um, um, of, of that picture of of all of us up there because yeah. of that range because it was you know it was it was uh, you know mixed um, disability and and you know just that I think that, whether it's relief or jubilation just yeah. on stage and, and the pose down it was it was all brilliant it was it was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Definitely, I think I think the one that always sticks out for me is the uh, Body Power Expo show in 2017. Again, I think there was seven or eight of us. Yes, um, but there was a couple of guys that came over from overseas, and there was Shearer Singh, I think his name is um, the Indian um, competitor. I think. Yeah, I think he's Shearer uh, the gym on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Am, I, am I am I right in saying has he got polio or did he have polio and that that was you know, the the cause of his disability or, or the reason uh, behind it. But that guy, what an absolute man mountain. I literally stood there, looked him up and down, and my jaw was on the floor. I'd never, ever seen anything like it in the flesh. Just incredible physique. Yeah. And and that, that, that was one of those occasions where, I knew I didn't have a chance in hell of, of you know, placing top three with the, the standard and the athletes. But just to be able to share a stage with that kind of competition and that kind of athlete, it was it was just crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. That was phenomenal. And, and yeah, we've, uh, again, I'm the, the, the body power expos. I mean, those... Those those halls were 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 jam packed when we when we went up there and, and yeah, um, yeah they were you know and yeah I, 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 I think it was I, if I remember right I think it was um uh, uh forgive me if I get this wrong but I think it was Peter Paul and Shearer it was the top three and I looked yes. back on those photos and I was wow he's a fantastic physique incredible um uh, you know level of competition yeah um, definitely. Yeah, we we all worked tremendously hard to get on stage, and yeah, I, I likewise, like, you know, I just happened to be up there at that point, and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and to share the stage. But yeah, it, that that was incredible. But again, that I think that was, you know, a lot of hard work gone into you know with, with body power. With um, I think there was a um, um, a showcase as well, wasn't there? With yeah, the, yeah, there weekend? was. Yeah, there was that weekend. The disability um, yeah, uh, I mean Nick Nick Orton, um, he's always been a, a massive supporter and massive advocate of uh, not just disability bodybuilding but equality and diversity within the industry. So um, him and his team deserve massive credit for you know giving the, us those opportunities because you know as well as I do, hall space. You know, on a Saturday at Body Power, hall space and and the opportunity to be able to showcase is is just incredible. Um, uh, yeah, so that that'll always be a highlight as well. Um, the, I mean, we could talk for hours. There's, there's absolutely hundreds and hundreds of people within the short space of, of seven years that I first started getting involved with disability bodybuilding. There's hundreds of people that deserve a mention and a thank you. And it, mm. obviously, obviously, it's impossible to do that. But you know, so many people have 
have you know spent time and money and and resources and and everything else to to be able to facilitate uh, the introduction of disability bodybuilding at shows that expos it's it's just it's mind blowing really yeah i mean that's the thing and you know so this this is only a, a snapshot of that and, and it's you know there, there's there's uh, there's, I mean, even now, I mean, there, there's so many opportunities. I mean, given what's happening, right, as you said at the start, you know, over the last 18 months, but that momentum that was driven over the last few years, uh, and it's still there now. And there, there, there is lots of opportunity even this year um, to compete. And I think that's that's testament to, to, to all of the work from so many people. Yeah, um, definitely. Over the last over the last number of years, and and um, it's. Uh, I, it, it, it's great to to, to to see that it you know it has developed and uh, what what do you feel um you know where where does the future you know, of a sport go um in your opinion at the moment i think at the moment it's very difficult to comment because obviously everything um is still very uncertain in terms of where the world is and and, and what's happening and you know the whole covid situation but I've said from the very beginning that I can only see disability bodybuilding going one way, um, and th- and that's to the very top. You know, I, I I think I went on record in 2015 and said, why can't disability bodybuilding, in some description, feature at the Olympia? Now I know obviously yes. wheel, wheelchair bodybuilding um, has has been introduced the last few years, and that's that's absolutely fantastic. But you know. Um, I, I've always maintained and always said that, that why can't you know standing um, disability bodybuilding be there alongside it? So that will always be my aim and, and aspiration. But as for the immediate future, I think it's just re-establishing um, competitor numbers because with anything, there will always be a drop-off. It's the same with the amount of shows on offer and the amount of federations running the class. So... I think it's just about re-establishing um, the foundations, you know, mm. um, almost like a roll call, um, try and find new competitors um, and then go from there. But I think going forward, disability bodybuilding is in a very strong place. You know, it's consistently hosted now at, at a number of shows uh, up and down the UK. Um, there are British finals and, and universe opportunities um, that are out there. Mm. Um, yeah, so for me, after the COVID period, it's about just let's get back into some competing. And then after that, let's really attack it and go for it again. Because, yep. we, I mean, we've seen over over a number of years the, the standard of, of competitor and the standard of competition within just UK disability bodybuilding, um, discounting, you know, America and the rest of the world for a moment, the standard over here is ridiculous. So, and then you look at obviously people like Shearer and um, some of the other guys that, you know, that we've been in contact with in in America and whatnot. Mm. I think it's in a real good place. I think it's just a case of um, getting everyone together and, you know, really attacking it and, and seeing where we can run with it. Yeah. What yeah, what, what what are your thoughts? What Well yeah, and I think it's I think social media has um really, really helped in terms of um connecting everyone and, and you know and, and and more people being able to ask 
and search for those opportunities uh, yeah. more so probably ever, than ever now. And I think that's that's helped drive not only the need or, or the desire to have uh, the category there, but um, yeah, just keeping people in in contact. You know, even um, even this week, I think there was a there was a question, there was a new uh, competitor potentially on on the PCA um competitive uh facebook group and and yeah, that was yeah. great to see that there and we all like i say we all we will there was a number of us that that kind of you know help point um people in, in the right, right direction, direction. Yeah. yeah and it's so i think that's the thing it's just it's just but it, it will just organically grow and i think if we all try and just stay connected and and, and you know and, and keep the awareness going um it will just keep growing and growing and going i, I how about you i can't keep going forever i'm in my well i can, I can just about get away with mid 30s at 36 but <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, i'd love to see it like you know um perhaps you know trying to help mentor people eventually um but you know just to try and just to keep it growing organically and, and, and keep everyone connected yeah, I think I think there needs to be foundations that are put in place to to help the core growth of the sport. Um, you know, to really give it a kick in the right direction, and and obviously that's something that that you know hopefully can be worked on. Um, but but like you say, that organic growth at the moment, um, if we can keep pursuing with that and and with the other things that that are hopefully going to happen going forward, uh, I can only see it going from strength to strength. Um, but I don't know about you. Just just forgetting about disability bodybuilding for um, for a couple of minutes. I don't. What's really refreshing to me is over the last four or five years uh, being involved in the industry and social media. Mm. It's so nice to see so much representation now of of people um, who have disabilities being involved in the industry. Doesn't matter whether they're competing or not. You know, you look at brands now um, with representation. Uh, you look at uh, magazine covers and interviews. And I mean, these are things back when I first got involved that I didn't even think would ever happen. And it just shows you the growth and the evolution of and, and how um, the industry has, has just opened its arms to to equality and diversity in general. Yeah, yeah. And it's. I, I, and I, it's so pleasing to to see that 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 there are opportunities for for people to um, to showcase. No, I was going to say to showcase what they can do, or or or, or, or you know, just just fitness in general, and just and just um, you say the just that that that, that representation. Um, and again, so it's wider than, than bodybuilding. Um, it, it's you know within society. I think there's been a massive shift in the last five years. Yeah, um, definitely. So you know, over the last decade, but certainly even more so in the last couple, where you, know, you see people um, with dis- different disabilities, say on covers of magazines, um, you know, uh, with, 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 um, associations with with different brands, and it, that, that's fantastic. And it's not. Yeah. And, Crucially, I think it's not just because they have a disability; it's because they, they, uh, they, they, yeah, they're shining a light on on themselves as individuals, and 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 it's there's, there's aspects of of a disability, but it's not just because of that. It, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's wider, and it's and it's and it's you know, there's there's many different. Um, aspects to that and I, I think that, that that's fantastic that there is just a more diverse um 
audience and a, a diverse participation in that. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it, you know, alongside disability bodybuilding, if you look over the last few years at the evolution of um, disability strongman, um, you know, BT Sport a few weeks ago had, uh, they were showcasing disability football, you know, um, Mark Smith, uh, former strongman and former disability bodybuilder, he won the disability amputee FA Cup with Peterborough United. Yes, and and, and these are you know again I I go back to it. I I don't want to sound like a broken record, but these are things that you you wouldn't associate with um, getting a look in, you know, in within mainstream media a few years ago. So it, it's brilliant to see, and it's brilliant to you know, see change and see growth and see evolution. Yes, yeah. And it's, and it's you know, and and hopefully that, that is only going to grow because, you know, pe- people have been able to, um, you know, to, to represent um, and to see, you know, what, what they can do and, and influence um, audiences in, in, in the right way. And, yeah, I, it's it's tremendous to, to see. And I, 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 I said in the previous podcast, can there be more? Of course, but let's let's kind of let's kind of celebrate the, the fact that it is growing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, a few years ago, I, I was very much of that rhetoric. You know, more, more, more. Why, why isn't it happen, happening fast enough? And what I found myself doing was not appreciating and celebrating the changes that were happening and and the things that were. Uh, positive because I was just focused on more, 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 and and it's quite sad really because you forget to enjoy what you've actually achieved, um, and 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 by the time you look back on it, it's a distant memory, and you think, well, you know, that's great, I did that, but I didn't really enjoy it because I was focused on the next thing and the next thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's, I it's taken that step, uh, that, that position, and be able to reflect back and 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 to think. You know that that is it's been a long journey, but but one which you know as you right say ha, you know, has to be celebrated and rightly so. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. So, right. I think that's a that's a really good place to kind of um to to, to kind of leave it there, Josh. And I you know thanks thanks ever so much for um for for taking part in this and and coming on to the podcast. And um again, I said it a couple of times already, but yeah. Thank you for, for all you've done, and um, uh, I wish you all, all the very best, my friend. Thank you very much, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. And uh, yeah, I hope the listeners enjoyed it and and perhaps got a different slant on what they you know what they perceive disability sport and disability bodybuilding to be. It's uh, no, it's been a pleasure. And where, where can people um, find you if uh, you know if they want to ask you any particular questions or? They got any more, want any more information? Is anything any way that you'd like to kind of point people? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm on Facebook. If you just search Josh Goodfellow, um, it, it's not a page; it's just a, a standard profile. And then Instagram is uh, Josh underscore Goodfellow. By all means, come along and uh, yeah. Any anyone got any questions or you know want to be pointed in the right direction? Um, either myself or Matt will be more than happy to oblige. Brilliant stuff. Well, Josh, thank you ever so much, my friend. Um, hope this is going to catch up with you soon. And, Most um, brilliant. Thank, thanks so much, Josh. Thanks very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Brilliant. Take care. Thank you.